Welcome to season six of the Casted Podcast, where we are back with more of our very own users. Why? Because by becoming a Casted customer, it's pretty clear how committed you are, not only to podcasting as a key piece of the future of your marketing efforts, but also to the bigger picture of how all those shows and all those episodes and all that content fits together into your full blown integrated marketing strategy. So these customers, these marketers really are the most forward thinking brands that are harnessing the perspectives of experts within their own podcasts. And then they're ringing them out. They're amplifying those interviews across all other channels. They're practicing what we preach here at Casted. And I want you to hear all about what they're doing, why they're doing it and how you can do it too. I'm Lindsay Chepkema. I'm CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and the only amplified marketing platform built specifically for B2B marketers. And this is our podcast. Today's guest is no stranger to getting a little messy in the name of good marketing. You'll hear what I mean in the interview. In this episode, I'm talking with Jillian McNulty from Terminus, and to say that she's a person who's changing the game of B2B marketing might be a bit of an understatement. Terminus is no stranger to changing the game for B2B marketers, but also to really amazing multimedia content. Just look at their podcast, Flip My Funnel, and their very successful videos called The Rooftop Series. And the secret behind it all, a deep desire to drive authentic connection with their audiences. Love that. That's right. Jillian is speaking my language. So listen in and find out how dumpster fires, rooftops, and leaning into an authentic era of marketing is helping Terminus and Jillian build a community of loyal, raving fans. Hello, I am Jillian McNulty. I am a content marketing manager at Terminus. Um, And our current podcast lineup is the Flip My Funnel podcast with the wonderful Sangram um, and, and more to come on that end. That's good. Well, Jillian, I am so excited to have you here um, because you all at Terminus are doing really cool stuff with audio and video and just kind of how you're using it all together to um, not only share thought leadership, but also to like really build excitement among your fan base. And I, I use that term very explicitly fan base. I mean, cause it's not just your customers, it's not just your audience. Like you're, you're really building fans with what you're doing. So I'm, I'm excited to learn more. I want to get behind the scenes and see, see what you're doing, why you're doing it and how it's working for you. Thank you. That's like the dream as a marketer, right? To have someone to refer to like people who consume your content as a fan base. Like that's, woo, that's good stuff. Thank you. You're boosting my ego right at the beginning. <laughs> I think you're doing it. I think you're doing it. So why don't you tell me a little bit about kind of, let's start really big picture and say, you know, how do you, how do you view really multimedia rich content um, as part of your strategy at Terminus? Where, where does it fit together um, in the whole integrated picture? I think the cool part about what we're doing at Terminus right now is that genuinely the multimedia content fits in everywhere. So um, I joined the company about six-ish, well, all right, COVID time is probably eight-ish months ago at this point. I, <laughs> I don't like know yesterday, time but also it, I know. Um, but when I joined, we were kind of in a moment of like, okay, I, I know that, you know, my, my team hired me on to focus on video. Um, and when I came in, there was like immediately such a, a a need and an outreach from like every area of the company being like, awesome, you're the video girl now. Can you help us out with this? So it was coming from product. It was coming from customer. It was coming from sales. Like it was coming from everywhere that there was this 
want and need to have a video and like a digital component, um, which has just been awesome. So, so as much fun as it is for us to do the big, like splashy brand stuff that we do, like me getting in a dumpster and us doing the roof series and like all these cool kind of top of funnel things. Um, that's one thing I love about Terminus is that really it fits in everywhere. And we've been having so much fun with it. Well, and you can tell that you're having so much fun because you can, you can actually like see it and you can see the ideas that have come to fruition. Like, and I love that you're kind of, kind of building in public, right? Like you're sharing the notes that, that you and Justin Keller are like, what if I got in a dumpster? Which I feel like we need to explain. You didn't just get in a dumpster. Like <laughs> this was like an idea that turned into a big campaign. So tell, tell us more about this, this dumpster, this dumpster fire. It was, it was, I mean, like, honestly, it, it, with Justin and I, it's, we always kind of joke that it's like, we just, one of us throws out a crazy idea and then the other one builds on it and builds it until it just escalates. And we get to the point where like, we have to do this now. Uh-oh. Like we've gotten to a point where we just have to do it. So it did start out with us being like, we knew, I think going back, doing the roof series, that kind of came to fruition because we were like, you know what? It's in the middle of this very, very strange period in not only the world, but in B2B and in content where it's like all of a sudden, all the video content you're getting is over Zoom which is still great and still gets the point across, but there, it just, there was a, like a kind of polished component that was missing. But then at the sit kind of on like juxtaposed to that, there also was this element of like, we don't, we can't afford to not have this real talk anymore because everyone is in, is it like in this gutter of the world right now? And we can't, we're not going to mince words and we're not going to pretend like everything is great and everything is normal because it's not. So that's kind of where the roof was born of is, is this weird juxtaposed idea of like, well, we need some good polished video content because that's going to get people's attention and people are going to go, oh, whoa, I forgot we didn't have this for the past year. But then also that like real talk element. So we had so many people reaching out and saying like, oh, that was so, it's been so cool to have these unscripted, really raw, really real stuff that you would only have in your marketing Slack channel conversations through the roof video series. And so kind of playing on that, we were like, how can we just like, tell it like it is more often because clearly with, with 2020, um, I mean, we were very, we were incredibly fortunate to have a very, very good year as a, as a company with our sales and with our customers, like we did very well in, in 2020 and we realized how blessed and how fortunate we are for that. And we were like, how can we, how can we spin this in a way that's like, we're not, we don't want to sit here and brag about how great we're doing, but we more want to say like, this is what 2020 has been. And we've been lucky enough that our customers like are seeing the positive in this and using us in a way that's working in this crazy environment. Um, and so Justin said like 2020 has been a dumpster fire. And we were like, oh, that's, yeah, it is. And then it kind of just escalated from there of like, well, then what if we lit a dumpster on fire? And then, and then I remember the Slack, he was like, wait, what if, what if you got in the dumpster? And he immediately reeled it back and was like, never mind, never mind. That's too much to ask of you. And I was like, I'm already, like, I'm already finding, <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm already looking for a dumpster as we speak. <laughs> like I, I am, you cannot suggest these ideas to me. I will do them immediately. So <laughs> that's how it came about. And we like jumped on it immediately. We got, you know, we partnered with a, a great production company here in Indy that helped us like literally scout a dumpster. And we filmed on a 30 degree day in the freezing cold and had just so, so, so much fun. So it was great. That's awesome. So I guess moral of the story here is um, 
is to let yourself, even in B2B, you know, regardless of what you do, allow yourself to be creative, allow yourself to take chances, um, do the things, follow through with the ideas. You don't break the playbook and just go be authentic and know your audience and get out there and try new things, right? 100%. And that is quite literally our team sat down at the beginning of this year and said, okay, what do we want from our team this year? And what do we want kind of our drumbeat to be? Um, and we kind of just all came to the conclusion that we're like, we want to do stuff that no one in B2B has done before. Whether it's a weird concept for a video series or, you know, a, a podcast where we're interviewing different creatives from industries outside of B2B and putting on this kind of creative boot camp, Like, all these ideas that we have this year are kind of baseline for them is, is anyone doing this in B2B yet? And if not, let's run at this as hard as we can and be the first to do it. And then have, I mean, like in a little bit of an ego way, we kind of were like, we want everyone copying us. So, Yeah. And I, I think too, like how are, how's it all working? Like, so it's one thing I can hear the naysayers being like, yeah, it's cool that you can go, like, go do cool things. And you have Tim Kopp as CEO who is like, the CMO, right? So you have that as, as a thumbs up. You have Sangram, you know, as, as one of the, the founders. Like, you have a lot on your side. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm guessing, that you still are held accountable to, like, what's it doing? What are the results? You don't get just, just get to go do cool, fun marketing things. So tell me about that. Tell me how it's all working and how, how you're using it all. Kind of what's, what's the bottom line look like? It, it, that is such a great point, which, first of all, I just have to, I do have to say, like, having Tim Kopp as a CEO is a marketer's dream. Like our team could not have a bigger advocate advocate for us at the company than Tim Kopp. And the fact that he's our CEO is like, oh my gosh, it really is a big reason why we're able to do so much, which we're so fortunate for. But along that same vein, going back to like The Roof, which is, you know, our Real Talk video series, that was something that I pitched like within my first month of the company. And so we didn't have budget or buy-in for me yet, because I was still proving myself. And so we said, we're going to get this done really scrappily and we're going to make it what we want it to be right now. We will prove it out with viewership and numbers, and then we'll get more buy-in. And I mean, like, honestly, Lindsay, that's, that's exactly what happened is we film that all ourselves. It's just me and Justin up on our indie office's roof with a DSLR camera that we already have and one of our iPhones and a gimbal. And we, we shot the whole season ourselves within like a couple of, you know, afternoons spread out over the first couple months that I was there. Um, we had our video agency edit it that we already had a retainer with them. So it wasn't causing, it didn't require any more money. Um, I don't think we ever put any money behind it for ads or anything. We just put it out there and, and pushed it as hard as we could internally to get a wider audience. And I mean, the numbers that we saw were like really, really, really great. And the feedback we got from people was incredible. Um, And I think we are lucky to have Tim as a CEO who one of his mantras is brand drives demand. So we we didn't necessarily have to go back to him and go, look at the exact ROI that this video series is driving. Luckily, he's in the mindset where it was plenty to him that we had over 60,000 views on the roof series within its first three months. Like to him, that was, that was buying enough where he's like, this is absolutely worth it. 
now we can keep investing in more expensive videos like the dumpster fire. So that, I mean, like we would not have had buy-in for that had we not kind of like scrappily just gone for it with the roof, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's important for people to hear that. Like even a company like Terminus that's doing really big things, you know, you you had to kind of go prove it out yourself with the stuff you already had, right? Use use what you've got. And and you had the luxury of having having some resources and, and some might have to, you know, not even have the DSLR camera, not have a, a video agency on retainer, but there's still, I mean, there's still things you can do. There's there's things you can do oh, to yeah. prove, prove out concepts and to to be authentic and to capture that real, those real conversations and to use them in ways that will resonate with your audience. And I think there has to be an element. We're very lucky to be on a team that like all of us definitely have this element of humility of like, Hey, if we put this out there and it doesn't do well, we'll, we'll figure something out and we'll make it better and we'll, we'll do better work. Um, and if it goes well, we're still going to improve and we're still going to change it. We're still going to go out there and put something better out next time. Um, we're working on season two of The Roof right now. And even though it went super well, Justin and I were like, yeah, we're not going to follow the exact same formula. Like we have to change it up because that's just who we are. And we want to keep pushing and want to keep doing different things. And we don't want it to get stagnant. Um, so that is, it's very nice too, that everyone on our team does have that kind of element of humility of going like, okay, we will do this ourselves. And if it doesn't go well, like there's always opportunity to change. And, and that's what I love about multimedia too, is that it's like as much money as you can pour into, you know, video, audio production, all these things. There are also ways to get things done quickly and get things done authentically and well enough that it's like, you can kind of do whatever you want with it and it will live out there for as long as you need it to. And then you put something new out and it kind of gets shelved a little bit. Um, it's just the pace. It's a fast paced uh, kind of medium to work with it. And that's why I love it so much because I'm a little ADD, so I'm all over the place and I'm like <laughs> onto the next thing before I've even finished the other thing. <laughs> it's true. But I mean, it's, it's, it's always being onto the next and creating new things and, and chasing that excitement for creativity, but also going back and using the things you already have um, and, totally. and continuing to repurpose and refresh. So... talked about the roof. Um, let's also talk about podcasting, like straight up, yes. straight up podcasting. That's something that, you know, flip my funnel, terminus, the Sangram, like that's been around for a while, but tell me, tell me what your interaction has been. What's it been like for you since you got there and, and how it's working at, at terminus. I have, I mean, I've never experienced like a B2B podcast, like Sangram and flip my funnel. Like it's just the community that he has built around his podcast is it's a, it's a masterclass in what a B2B podcast should be. It's educational. It's uplifting. It's built this community around itself because Sangram has put his heart and soul into it. So it's absolutely, it's been like incredible to even just kind of sit back and watch that engine run and come a determinist and like have our brand be tied to that. Um, it's been absolutely amazing. And I think the cool thing is like his flip my funnel world exists in this community and um, it is tied to Terminus, but we also like know that we want to continue working and do other podcasts. And um, I mean, something we've been toying with is the idea of like almost juxtaposed to Sangram's like longstanding episodes every day, incredible community. We're thinking of how to use podcasts uh, to have that kind of same like punchy, like double take effect that we do with our video. So we're thinking like, can we do a limited podcast series? Do we want to just do this like kind of crazy concept for a podcast, 
do it for eight episodes and then be done with it and move on to something else. It kind of plays into that whole, like all of us have a little bit of ADD, like jump into from thing to thing, but that's an idea we've been playing with. Um, and just like, I think there's so much room in the podcast space to build that community and build that audience. And that's something that I love so much about it. And I think like, we're almost trying to think of ways to flip the script a little bit too, of like, okay, we have this great, um, kind of like you said, I'm so humbled by, but like fan base with our video content we're putting out, how can we then almost like create this, like we joke about it, but like this terminus cinematic universe where then you've got like, you know, fans of the roof and of our dumpster fire video and of our other things that we're going to be putting out this year. And how do we have podcasts that kind of like springboard from that? And how do we have conversations with people that were behind the scenes of those things that want to know how those things were made? Um, I think of it, I'm a, I'm, I mean, I'll own up to it. I'm a huge fan of the bachelor franchise. I absolutely love it. And I am so impressed by their whole like bachelor universe of how they have the TV show. And then they've got these podcasts that spring off of it. And then they have these bloggers and then they have this whole fan base and community online. Like that to me is almost what I want our content output to look like is that I want it to all kind of tie in, but I want it to be like springboarding off of each other. And each of them are unique and have their own kind of tone and voice. But ultimately at the end of the day, it all ties back to this like terminus cinematic universe that we're trying to build. And then also at the end of the day, that builds our brand, which is, which is the ultimate, ultimate goal of it all. And I think that's so true because you're, as, as Tim Cop says, like you mentioned, brand does drive demand and the more energy you put into it and the more creativity you put into serving your audience. And it's not about playing algorithms. It's not about playing some search engine game. It's about truly creating valuable content that is entertaining, that is educational, that is engaging for your audience, knowing them well enough to create the things that they really are going to enjoy, that they're going to keep coming back and seeing what you're going to do next. And, you know, well, Jillian was in a dumpster fire this week. What are you going to do next week? And, you know, what's the, the thing that you guys did recently, I don't know what you're calling it, but um, with that had like a look at all of your employees and how like, yeah, how everybody was engaged and, and what working from home meant and the, like the pride of being part of Terminus. Like that's, that's thought leadership too. That's sharing your culture. I mean, every single one of those touch points is building a relationship between Terminus and your audience. And it's, it's helping them, it's helping that decision to continue to, or decide to work with Terminus that much easier. And that is so important. And that's, that's what we were talking about before we started recording, as far as like, you're building a, a base of raving fans. Like you're going beyond audience or connections or customer base or TAM to say, how can we create a base of raving fans that want to be a part of what we're doing? And this rich multimedia that's serving serving the humans and being authentic is, it's the tip of the sword for that. Thank you, first of all. That's so, <laughs> all, those, all those things are so kind. Um, but I think that's something that is so fascinating to me too, is that, podcasting has always been like known for the, the real authentic longer form conversations. And I feel like video has been known for the polished put together. You invest a ton of money in this production company and these actors and all these things. And it's scripted and it's put together. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, there is such a middle ground there for both of those things. And I think that's why I love what you guys are doing with video podcasting. Like some people might be watching us right now. And I think, especially in this time of COVID, like that connection is so wanted. And it's what we were going for with the roof too, where it's like, 
you know, we could have done this super scripted, super polished thing, but people kind of preferred to have it be more authentic. And so I see so much more crossover there. And, and that mindset for me has come from just listening to mm-hmm. our audience and listening and reading the comments that people put on our videos and, and taking that feedback and realizing like, oh, we're getting all this like positive feedback on the roof series and on the dumpster fire and on these things for different elements. Like for the roof, it's the like authenticity, quick paced snippet, you know, something I can consume while I'm scrolling. For the dumpster fire, it's for the humor and realness and authenticity and also just like kind of WTF-ishness of it all. Um, And taking like really listening and, and realizing like, oh, and then also going back to what you were saying, the Terminus, like we are Terminus video people were like, this was an incredible look into your culture. And I've never seen a video like this that just was like so concise and quick that showed such like the heart of your company. And so listening to that feedback and taking that into account and going, okay, this is like, we can kind of draw from all three of these different types, very different types of videos and different types of feedback that people just want connection and people just want to find a common ground in a community and they want to laugh and they want to like feel seen almost by the content they're consuming. Um, And marketers are smart, especially because for us, it's one of my favorite things ever is marketing to marketers because you can't get away with anything. Like they know when you are trying to, you know, write a blog for SEO. They know when you're trying to create a video that is like going to end in a CTA and a form fill. Like you can't yeah. get around those things with marketers. But they also but appreciate really, really, really good content. Like totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've noticed too. So it's, it's just, I think, sorry for that long rant. At the end of the day, it's just, I think listening is so important and there's nothing that we ever put out that we don't like look intensely at the analytics, read the comments. We have a whole folder of like basically feedback that we get from people that we screenshot emails, we screenshot comments, we throw them in this folder so we can pour over them and go, okay, what are people saying about this? Is, you know, let's find the connection. Let's be detectives for a second and connect these dots and figure out like what our audience is craving and how can we better work that into our strategy over the next couple of months. I really hope that in, you know, that what this last year and all of the, the, the good, bad, and otherwise that's come from it, I, want, I hope that one of the positives that's come from it is that let's like stop the hustle. Let's stop the grind of like trying to game the system and, and get, get ahead and just create great content that serves the audience. And, and it's, it's crazy when you think about everything that you just said, because you're so right. Like it's, it's a, how do you create a, a relationship with a human? You go, you get to know them, you listen, and, and you you build a relationship, you build trust. I mean, that's that's exactly what this is. It's it's sharing who you are, listening to who they are, and serving their needs. I mean, it's 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 listening. Um and and you're you guys are doing a great job of that. And I, I hope that that that's something that we'll see more of um as we move forward into 2021 and beyond. So I um, feel like we're in a little bit of like a like a B2B renaissance right now, as far as marketing goes, which is so awesome. And it's just so fun to be here. And it's like, I'm, I'm having an absolute blast just seeing how, like you said, all the crap of the past year has really changed how we think about everything. And I think that is for the best for us creatives. Like, I think it really is giving us a second wind and a realization that at the heart of this, like, it's not about 
gaming the system. It's not about how many leads you can get from this video. It is about creating those connections and those connections pay off in the end as customers because they trust you. That's true. I mean, and it's not, I mean, don't, don't get, don't get us wrong. I think uh, about it's not instead of leads, it's not saying leads don't matter. It's saying, no, like create really great relationships and, and that will turn into, you know, customers and customer loyalty and, you know, brand loyalty. Okay. So as, as we start to wrap up, because I know we could talk about this all day, um, what kind of advice do you have um, for, for other marketers who might be listening, who want to do what you're doing, who are eager to be more creative, but they feel like they might be stuck in that, like, yeah, but everything I do has to have a mathematic equation about what it's going to generate, which is important. But um, absolutely, what advice do you have about how to, how to do what you're doing? Gosh, I think, honestly, it's a balance because as fun as my job is at Terminus, it is quite literally my dream job. And it's like, I'm doing just ridiculous things day after day in the best way, like getting in dumpsters and and like figuring out, you know, like on meetings with people about like how to create a show with puppets in it and weird stuff like that. So we're doing the craziest, cool stuff. But then at the same time, I also am working on an ebook about cookies and how that's changing right now and how, you know, people need to be ahead of the game on that. Um, So there's a total balance. And I think that balance comes from um, setting aside time for your crave creativity and, and setting kind of that time and space to go, okay, I'm going to create something really cool that I want to do. And I think like could be kind of experimental and get it out there and, um, see if people enjoy it. And then at the same time, being able to balance content that, you know, your sales teams need and your customer success teams need and talking to them and asking what they need and providing really, intentional, helpful content that will end up being like a lot more lead generating, at least that you can attribute directly than some of the more like top of funnel, crazy fun, loud, creative stuff. Um, it's a balance. And, and like, even, even for my job, like being the person at the company that is typically doing the wild, crazy stuff, like I still am very involved in creating that, you know, mid-funnel content for our sales team and talking to customer success people and asking what the customers need and brainstorming what we can do on that end. Um, it's it's a balance. And, I, and to be honest, the more that your mid-funnel kind of, you know, content that's going to help your sales team and your customer success teams, the better that content does, the more license you're typically given to do the really crazy creative stuff. Um, and you're given a little more budget there typically too, if you can kind of prove out like, hey, well, I did this ebook that is is doing very well and the sales team is finding it helpful and, it, and it's got a lot of good feedback. You want to give us a little more money for me to like hop in a dumpster or do something crazy over here? So I think that's probably, it's it's all about the balance. Yeah. It's so another thing, I'm like the student of Tim Kopp on this episode, but I know another thing that he said you know, years ago was, um, your most important audience or your first audience is your internal audience. And that's, that's so, so true. And, and I, it's so important what you just said, because I think it's easy for outsiders to see all the cool, fun things that people like you are doing or other companies that that are doing just cool, fun, creative things. And it's important to remember that you're also doing the less fun things and that, you know, not to, not to, to diss on them, but like, the, the more standard, um, more mid funnel or bottom of funnel or things that are, that are less fun and creative and exciting, less new and different. It's both, right? Because you, you have to serve your internal audience and you have to do, 
you have to do the things that are known, the things that are proven as you are given more and more license to, to your point Absolutely. to try the things that are new and different. So it's important. It's an important reminder. It's not, um, you're not going to magically get a job where you get to do whatever you want. I mean, it's, it's, it's both, right? You have to continue to serve your internal audience and your external audience as you prove things out. So totally. And I think I was lucky. I mean, you, you're good friends with Stephanie Cox, who was my old boss at Lumivate too, which was, I mean, we started out very, very small, very scrappy tech company. And that's where I learned everything about marketing. And that's where I learned that, oh, you can do cool stuff while you're also working your butt off on other things. And you also can do it on a very, very, very tight startup budget, like early stage startup budget. Um, and that's to me is is invaluable. Um, so I I know what it feels like to be at a company that is scrappy and starting out really, really small. And we still, I think, put out some pretty cool stuff while I was there. Um, and it's it's just been a very cool, I do recognize definitely my privilege though at Terminus, not only of, of the resources that we're given, but also like you said, being a student of Tim Cop and being a student of Justin Keller, my boss. Like, I mean, I could, I'm in a school of brand right now. And I, I could not, I could not be luckier to be among <laughs> these teachers, these gurus. <laughs> That's, 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 that is absolutely true. But listen, I mean, think about all the people who learned from you today. So thank you for everything that you've shared. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Um, you're inspiring a lot of people, um, ourselves, myself and everybody here at Casted included. So thanks for sharing and thanks for being a part of our show today, Jillian. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. It was so great to chat with you. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And for more from today's guest and some pretty amazing content that they've inspired, visit casted.us and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get the latest on all things amplified marketing. B2B podcasting and a lot more.